Well, all right, guys, get you a towel, clean it up. We don't want no uh, no sprained ankles around here, guys. No sprained ankles. Hey, guys, welcome back. Ari is a mood. <laughs> that's 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 my mood. Welcome back, guys. This is another Hi. episode of Millionaire Celebrated. Don't really know what number of episode this is, guys, but it's gonna be just. I think fine. it's fifteen. Sure, we're gonna put it in the episode information, guys, and you will let us know. Okay. You know. I don't mind the traffic. Don't mind, you know, I say you get a little warm outside and you never just got to get on your bike, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> hey, Seuss. Anywho, how was your week, Seuss? It's been a week, mm. you know, doing things and getting it done. Doting and such. That's, that's about it. Happens to the best of us, chap. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally over January. It took us about three months to get out. Oh, but I hated it so. You I know, it, it, it always takes so a while, much. but. It's the worst. But it's been good. Now we're in Black History Month. Yeah. One of my faves. Indeed, you are Black History Month walking on a regular basis. So I, I am. It's Black History 365. Every um, day. Every day. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. But other than that, what's, what's up? You know, guys, living my, my best life again. Better to uh, be seen and not viewed. And uh, try to file them taxes, my God. And the state of North Carolina is quite disrespectful. Yo, uh, you said it's good to be seen and not viewed. That's what they say. You're so elderly. That's what people say, child. I'm just saying what they told me. Yeah, You know, but uh, I would like to give a hearty F you to North Carolina for uh, the way y'all want me to pay these here taxes. But I'm, I'm going to be all right. You know, God is able to do all the, all, all of the things. Okay? All of the things. There you go. Get it down in there. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know what we came to do. It's time for a little magic. While I'm magic. Hit him up. So, while I'm magic for me this week, um, and shout out to everyone that's been sending us, first of all, that's been sending us your while I'm magic, your bitch what's, and just engaging with us. I know we've asked you enough, <laughs> but thank y'all for that. Somebody, thank y'all for listening. A few people have actually written in to us, and we're grateful for it. So, this week, we're going to shout out Ebony Montashow. I hope I didn't butcher butcher that name. Take it for love, sis. Um, But Ebony uh, has actually been on a tour, a purpose and passion tour of 2020. And they just, um, one of her friends wanted to highlight her and her work for the purpose and passion tour. She actually wrote something really amazing about Ebony. Um, She stated that Ebony is committed to guiding others to overcome their past, um, discover their purpose, and unleash their personal power. She provides ready-to-use principles that drive action on how to put you first and dream big again and realize that all things work together for the good of those who mm. love God, My God and are called according to his purpose. Show no, no, no. Ebony understands how it feels to be alone, scared, worried, frustrated, depressed, and sad. Being a teenager and a mother of three, a survivor of mes- domestic violence, sorry, Sexual abuse and growing up fatherless, she identifies what it means to struggle, Mm -hmm. but insecure, um, or also put on a facade. She understands what it means to be a strong friend and that everyone looks up to and expects for you to have it all together, yet you're crumbling on the inside. Because she experienced many trials, upsets, stops, and starts, it ignited a fire inside of her. At times when she thought life was over, her faith became the fuel to the fire that kept her going. Equipped with the word of God and undying love for his people, Ebony is on a mission to interrupt thoughts of self-doubt, low self-esteem, fear, and unworthiness. Ebony shares her life testimony as a tale of aspiration to help motivate and encourage everyone she encounters by telling them, you have the power to win. Ebony is a native of Chicago, Illinois, 
Okay, girl. And is an empowerment speaker, accountability coach, author, and business success strategist. Ebony has been featured in Rolling Out Magazine and interviewed by other media personalities. Ebony is dedicated to helping other women to live more purpose-filled, prosperous, and fulfilling lives. Ebony has unleashed a movement and using her powerful message to motivate women to grasp all that life has to offer. Ebony's compelling and fascinating message um, has really unleashed her personal power, and she tries to teach other women to unleash their personal power to excel and inspire listeners from all across the world. So that was really exciting. That was a good bio. That was a good bio. I feel like it kind of gave me the church feel. You know when the, when the uh, the visiting pastor would come. All visitors stand. Yeah, you'd read their description, <laughs> and he's sitting in the back with his hands crossed. Yes, Deacon Johnson. You know. Well, okay, shout out to Ebony, and shout out to the person that wrote in on her behalf. That was pretty dope. Um, it's always amazing when you have uh, other people who can view yeah. what what you're doing and be able to tell it from their lens and their perspectives. Um, I know oftentimes when just doing the work, you're just doing the work and right. you don't have time to really notice the things that you're actually doing or how it's viewed by other people. So I think that's pretty yeah. amazing. Um, so shout out to you, Ebony. I wish you the best of luck. And you guys definitely check her out. They didn't really leave us any... Um, you know, any social media or anything to actually mm-hmm. look her up by, but definitely it's still a walleye magic for sure, sis. Do oh, your thing. Definitely worthy. I think it's a great thing when we can champion each other. Like you said, sometimes you just get you just get caught up in the work and you forget or maybe you don't pay attention to what's happening around you, what how you're impacting the world. So shout out to you girl. Keep doing great things. You know, we all need someone to help hold us accountable because uh, your girl gets slack out here in the streets. <laughs> but I've dedicated myself to doing a few things in my time. <laughs> so who you got this week <laughs> here we are here we are oh my god um my while i imagine is just a, a quick snippet not much not a long um description i'm just a proud sister today guys my baby you know got accepted for her first little internship <laughs> hey sis hey sis my little sister guys she'll be graduating this year so that's you know just a little proud little sister moment that's all guys don't mind me don't Mind <laughs> me. But as Kira said at the beginning, guys, we made it through all 365 days of January, and it is now February. Um, it is Black History Month. Yes, Black History Month. I'm super excited. Um, like Ashley was saying, I do Black History 365 yes. just because that's who I am. Indeed. And I don't even know that I'm doing it half the time, but um, it's a lot that comes with being a black person in the world, not mm-hmm. just America, not just the African American. Um, and we built America was built on the back of black people, whether or not people want to admit that or whether or not you agree to that or, or not. So every episode this month, we'll definitely take the time to shout out a black history um, moment mm-hmm. um, for so often we realize that. America and the school systems and everyone else when you speak about black history they only try to highlight slavery or Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. right when we never really acknowledge um the great things that black people have done throughout you know time and throughout the time here in America so this month I wanted to shout out um just Nina Simone for one because I was actually yes. <laughs> I actually read something up on Nina Simone where um I never knew that at her first piano recital when she was 12 years old she refused to start singing after her parents, after her parents were moved from the front row to make room for the whites yes 
All right, but first of all, I wouldn't have sang at all. I saw that in um, I don't know why they chose Zoe Saldana. I like her as an actor. Zoe Saldana. Um, she played in uh, yep, can't remember right now what she played. I think she played in Drumline. Okay. She was Nick Cannon's love interest in Drumline, but they had her be Nina Simone. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Granny, I thought it was a weird choice because she had on a dark makeup the whole time. But hey, girl, whatever. Um, but I watched the um, the movie on Hulu, mm-hmm. and you know that was that was the opening scene. It was a pretty good documentary on uh, Nina Simone. I, I do like do like her story. So hey, girl. Yeah, it's I love Nina Simone, and there was a movie. This wasn't the person that I was originally gonna read, but it kind of just caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot it was a movie out, and um, I think this is a Nina Simone song, like Blackbird. Yeah. Well, do you know that song? I love that song. I'm not going to sing it, but I love that song. Maybe next week, guys. Maybe next week, because I really can't remember how it goes anyways. Like, Black, what? Do you know it? Are you I do. Sing? You know, I'm not, I'm not a singer. Um, oh, that that sucks ass. You could at least. <clears throat> Don't clear your voice, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that is unfortunate. <laughs> but moving along, <laughs> my Black History person for this month goes to Mary... Um, Beatrice Davis Kerner. She's, she's, a, she's an African male. Oh, that's God. a black name. Oh, I it? felt it. All mm, of the names. Beatrice, mm, that's a black name. That's an auntie. <laughs> so, Mary um, was born and raised in Monroe, North Carolina. Oh. And she actually uh, developed um, the sanitary pad for women. Mm. So, the sanitary pad was developed by a black woman. And this is something like, who would have known? Did you ever know that? I did not, but I'm so glad she did it. Thank God for you. Um, Until sanitary pads were created, women used all kinds of reusable fabrics to absorb um, menstrual flows. So Mary's invention was initially rejected, and I think she initially also um, built the belt that was used Mm. for actual pads, and then you would change out the sanitary pads that was in that belt. And it kind of just like evolved over time, but still the original idea was founded from her. Um, But with Mary's invention, it was initially rejected and they actually didn't bring it on until 30 years later. Uh, The first company that showed interest in her um, rejected it because of racial discrimination. So, right. (laughs) But the world literally had no choice. Um, But, you know, to accept this invention, because Uh, what what did white women do? You you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go somewhere with that. I'm going to stay where I am. All right. <laughs> so 30 years <laughs> later in 1956, um, she was at, she actually received five patents for her household and other personal creations. Um, one of her inventions is actually the bathroom tissue holder. And hmm. she co-invented that with her sister. Um, I actually found the patent number. You see how clean black women are? You know, mm. they found the tissue holder in October 19th, 1882. So I think this is definitely a, a huge black history fact because and, every day. And sis, we thank you. We thank you. We appreciate <laughs> that. We absolutely thank you. And it's like, you know, how come they, somebody said, how come they never teach us this in school? Um, and it's just because, first of all, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like it's the school's, um, responsibility to teach us a lot of things but the fact that we've been so brainwashed and only really have been taught slavery we as a people also don't know certain mm-hmm. you know certain things to teach our children or True. a lot of us have never even heard of this lady's name so we can't re- necessarily you know put it on that 
Um, but it's true. The schools, they definitely teach us the bare minimum because they're only required to teach Absolutely. black history for one month. And when that comes, it's always been slavery or Martin Luther King or, you know what I'm saying? Um, little things like that when it's so much more to black history. So I definitely, you guys, just be on the lookout. We'll let you know someone new, maybe one or two every episode. Um, you know, just to get some little black history going on. And give you that little time during the morning show, uh... <laughs> Black History Moment. I'm not a fan, so an ebony moment. <laughs> Each one, teach one. Don't no child left behind, <laughs> and some of you grown folks as well. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a little bish. What? Oh my gosh. And we're back, Ooh. guys. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for a little venting session. What we like to call bish what. Again, my particular bitch was don't really belong to me, howsoever. I have two just real small, real quick, real, real quick. <laughs> uh, like to, my first one for you guys, I'd like to give a hearty F you to Donald Trump. Uh, the fact that he was not impeached, which we knew. Which we knew. We, we knew, knew, how, it was gonna knew go, how it was going to go. But still, hearty F you, just in case you forgot. Uh, and then my other one, guys. Uh, I would like for y'all to leave Meg the Stallion and her knees alone. Yeah. Whatever young man she chooses to uh, spend some time with, catch a beverage, what have you. It's her business. Meg out here living her best life. She's a man that got single women across the world. Meg out here living, like, how old is she? I, I think Meg's like 25. Oh, She's Meg young. She may here. be younger than that. I don't know. I thought she was in college or something. Child, I have to Google her in a second. But mind, your, mind the business that pays you, okay? If Meg want to be out here with a little snowflake, Run around the city. Let her mind. Let her have a good time. Okay. She's now. She told y'all she ain't gave this man no booty. Let sis live. Okay. She got money. She got good money. She can do. She got good knees. Good knees. She definitely. She deserves all the things for her knees alone. No. Listen. The sis has good knees. She deserves all the things for her knees alone. That is funny. She's down here doing doing wonders. So things. people are like going in on her on social media because of this guy. I mean, I, I think because of that and just in general, they may see like I want to say at one point in time she was hanging out with Trey Songz, and then she might be hanging out with like Wiz Khalifa. So you know, people love to throw that whole that whole title out there. Mm-hmm. First of all, she ain't getting nobody in no box. <laughs> First of all, she ain't got no ring. <laughs> so mind your business, honey. Okay, judge your mama. Judge your mama. That's all I'm saying. So I just want y'all to leave Meg alone. Okay, let her, her let her and her knees do what it do. You yeah. know, because if you spent that energy on yourself, maybe you be out here getting some good knee quality. Huh? Okay, that's all I got to say, guys. <laughs> and I'm done. Well, shout out to Meg because I'm always here for Meg. She's she's good energy. You know, I, I'm out here Meg doing my a, lunges and my squats. Meg now is quality. a good time. Like I love to see her. I recently watched. Um, I'm not sure if y'all listened or watched the the Tiny Desk concerts mm-hmm. on YouTube. But if if there's ever a time where you need to be a little entertained and you have nothing to watch, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, sometimes guys, things fall. Oh, okay. But anyways, if there's ever a time (laughs) that you want to watch something interesting, y'all should go on YouTube. All right, y'all. So if there was a small pause for a second, we definitely had some technical difficulties. But we're back. (laughs) So as I was saying, if you ever need to look on something, you're the first entertainment, check out those Tiny Desk concerts on YouTube because they really do be popping sometimes and... You can just play it in the background if you're working or whatever. But I seen Meg on the Tiny Desk uh, concert, mm-hmm. and she is the vibe. She, she's Good. twenty. She's twenty four. She's twenty. She is living her best 
life. All right. I encourage it. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely encourage it. So shout out to you and whoever it is that you're dating and and date since you ain't got no reason. That's what I'm saying. Like if you you, you single till you ain't. You single until you're not. All right. (laughs) Bitch what? So, my bitch went for this week. Um, we got another, another submission from one of our listeners. I love to see it. <laughs> I really, really like it, y'all. Because, as I said, oftentimes, I'm not really bothered, nor do I have things um, that I'm irritated by or needs to vent by. Because when I do, I just kind of shut down in the moment, though. You, mm, you know. Just, I've seen a number of items. I'll be back. <laughs> My but God. so I really like that y'all engage with us and send us your things so we can read it and talk about it and and let other people know that yo it's not just you you're not alone you're not alone so from one of our listeners um sis said her and a friend are big red table talk fans recently there was a post about a melanated woman saying how she got proposed to after being with this man for 15 years with five kids bitch wet so I know a lot of people have their own comfortable settlements and relationships but how long is too long to be engaged or to stay with someone if they aren't ready to commit Mm. Um, why are they proposing to have you to settle right like is it to keep you locked down because these long engagements and long term relationships without commitment in this generation in my opinion, is a way to settle below your standards for an ideal of a wedding one day. Mm. So, yo, I, I get that. Thank you for writing into us and submitting that because that is an actual word. Like, I've seen, I know a few people who I swear they've been engaged for years now. And I don't know what's going on in their personal life, but why are we engaged for five years now? So, I, I get that. Like, are we going to have a wedding or not? Nah? It doesn't even have to be big. We can go to the courthouse. Because you could just buy me a ring just as a gift. You know what I'm saying? We could be married. Why are we still engaged four years later? Let me know. So, I feel you on that. I didn't necessarily see that Red Table Talk, um, which I don't really catch all of them every week or as often as they put them out. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I would be interested in because after 15 years and five kids he proposed, like, I mean, I guess I get it. Obviously, y'all were going to be together. And we really don't know the situation. It could have been like a high school thing and True now right. they're adults and, you know, they're getting married. But obviously, five kids fit into that somewhere. But are you just proposing to me because we have kids? Like, I understand there's a family and memories and a mm-hmm. life here now. But really, though, like... You could just not. <laughs> you Not even just not. Like, I don't know what was going on in life 15 years ago. But if you're trying to be with me, be with me. That part. Don't don't have me out here with a ring and you proposed to me four years ago on social media. Or, you know, that's a good opportune time, guys, for you to have those conversations. What what are your intentions? Uh where are we going? <laughs> where are we what are we doing? What up though? <laughs> Is there a date? Is there a date? Like let us know. I mean, because if you're somebody like me, well it's not super important to get married, at least let me know what, what we doing though. What are we doing? Like, what after 15 years and five kids, if you hadn't proposed by now, why are you now proposing? But if you think about it, that's like half people uh, in, in the South. What? Common law marriage. 
Common law marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have just left it common law, though. And That's what I'm saying. Like, we could have left it common law, and but you actually proposed to me. That part. And five years later, we're still not married. So what are we doing? Is there an issue that we're not addressing? We ain't going to do it. What's, what's happening? What's going on? Do you really not want to be married? Is it me? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Is it me, though? Is it? It's me. <laughs> like, in that moment, that's when I feel like you need to let it. It's me. It's Evaluation, guys. <laughs> so I feel you. That's crazy, though. Fifteen years and five kids, and then he proposed. Bitch, what? You can keep it, my nigga. You can keep it. So thank you, girl. I feel you on that. You and your friend. I hope y'all had a hearty laugh because that's that's one for the book. Hope they figure that shit. Your out, girlfriend, man. not a fiance. Good day. Good day. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll sign for a small commercial. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's Kiara. I wanted to talk to you really quick about donations. That's right. The doors of the church are now open. This podcast is ran 100% by us, but we'd like to offer the opportunity to support us a little more. And we're asking for a monetary commitment of $2 per month. We're doing that through Patreon. Patreon is a site that allows you to help us. It's for the upkeep of the show. I called it the building fund, but you'll see it. But really, it is. It's for the editing, the studio, behind the scenes, and to also make sure that we come back each and every month. Patreon.com slash Melanated Celebrated. You'll see the automatic $2 there, but if you'd like to give more, whatever your heart desires, we're open to it. We're excited about the growth, and we look forward to you guys growing with us. And again, we'd like to thank you. So that's Melanated Celebrated. We're out. We back. And I got slightly irritated. <laughs> Fuck the ish we saw on, on the break, guys. But we back. Okay. Yo, I did not know you recording. We here. Okay, guys. We're back. My God. Okay, so this week's conversation is going to be a little different, guys. Uh, definitely is out of my comfort zone. But I'm the one thought of it, guys. So this should be interesting. Interesting. Um, it kind of came off of the heels of the debauchery that is Terry Crews, which was my bitch what last week and his little, uh, non-support of Gabrielle Union. And it kind of got my, cause my wheels to turn and he made the comment that it's not his responsibility to care about the opinions of others, uh, only his wife, not his mom, not his kids. So it kind of got me to the, um, the place of thinking of like, the responsibilities of relationships like we you know we touched on it a little bit when we when we discussed friendships and all that fun jazz but I kind of wanted to maybe circle back and maybe look at it from a different uh perspective to, and talk about like the responsibility of relationships and what that brings on uh whether it be intimacy vulnerability and all that fun jazz so cool. this, this is you know a little out, out of my comfort zone guys but for y'all I'm gonna do it well, that's gross, Ash. Why is this, I mean, I know we haven't gotten into the conversation yeah, yeah. yet, but why already do you think it's out of your comfort zone? I'm not an affectionate person, um, but that's just not by nature who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and vulnerability is a struggle point for me. Mm. However, therapy has kind of gotten me to, you know, trying to flex some different muscles that Be I a don't. more open. Yeah, you know, you got to work muscles that you haven't worked before to get some different kind of strengths going on, so... You know, just trying to get myself outside of my comfort zone, out of the box a little bit, trying to do things just to push myself forward, you know, uh, 
whatever I choose to do for myself, no one else can use it against me. Right. Type of deal. So just something different. Something, you know, get our wheels turning. Cool, uh, I'm here for it. You know, well, well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the support, guys. <laughs> I feel like there's a thing. Thank you. It, You're it, welcome. You know, that's why I like to see it, guys. I love to see it. So definitely um, when it comes down to like relationships and all that fun jazz and the responsibility of it, one of the questions that came to mind was, what are the things that you feel like you need in a relationship? Whether the relationship is a platonic one, a romantic one, or what have you, spiritual one, all those fun things. I'll go first. Yeah. You know, set the tone, guys. So for me, <laughs> when it comes to relationships and the things that I need to want push me um, to different levels to help me become more vulnerable and open, um, definitely is going to be communication. Mm-hmm. So... I sometimes struggle with saying the way that I feel because I because I can often interpret it as, well, sometimes Ash, your tone is a little harsh. So mm-hmm. if you just say what you're thinking, someone may be offended. Now, if it's someone that I don't care about, I give two <laughs> how you feel about what I said. But if it's the people that I care about, I want to be able to communicate what it is that I'm feeling, what I feel like maybe something that we encountered was handled wrong. Like So communication for me is something that's important and something that I need in a relationship, whether that be platonic or romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I feel like is important for me, believe it or not, guys, is affection. Granted, I'm not the most affectionate person. Howsoever, I do need a, a hint, a smidget, little little salt shaker of it, guys. You know, that's important for me is to help me kind of get out of my comfort zone. My grandmother, my aunt, gives the best description of my grandmother. She was the sweetest, meanest woman you ever meet in your life. <laughs> she was, you know, would give, had the biggest heart, would do anything for anybody. She just wasn't a lovey-dovey kind of person. Like, if I was on the phone gotcha. with her and we hung up, okay, grandma, I love you. Yeah. Click. And that was it. Gotcha. So, that's kind of, that was what I was around as far as when it comes to that type of affection. Um, so, I think that it's kind of trickled over, of course, until my adulthood. So, now I'm having to find myself and trying to be intentional about showing affection or right. intentional about intimacy. So if you had to think about it, Key, what's something that you feel like you need in a relationship, whether platonic or romantic? Um, well, communication, for one, as you said, I definitely echo that. Um, but I would absolutely say uh, to feel supported, for mm. one. Um, I'm used to people, like, whether or not, no matter what the relationship is, friendship, um a family relationship or or like you said, a platonic or, you know, romantic relationship. I need someone that's going to be able to support and whether or not it's my dreams or whatever I'm doing in life to just be able to support me. Yeah. Um, to feel loved. I think that's just from being a woman, right? You want to feel loved and feel like you're wanted and needed, um, in a relationship. Um, to also be appreciated, um, or to be allowed to be nurturing also. Like if you think about say, if we if I have friends over, our friend Vega, he's like, You're so motherly. He's our child. That's, you know, someone who just allows <laughs> me to be myself and I think a part of that is being like a very nurturing person, whether yeah. or not I realize that I'm doing it or yeah. not. Um, I definitely would say that's that are that's a few things that all women probably want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, is to be allowed to be nurturing, to feel sexually desired, yeah, um, to feel appreciated, and to also feel like I can count on you. And that's something that 
Mm. I would say I've just recently learned, actually, I right? can agree. Since like <laughs> the uh, like since the passing of my grandfather last year. So y'all, so like my dad has always been in my life, right? Off and on. But like my granddad is who I looked for, looked to as my dad, like my entire life, not knowing because right. both of them were in my life, right? He just had a huge part. That was like my best friend. We talked every day. So after passing and then like with my therapist, she, Monica, helped me realize that too, that if I didn't do it or my granddad didn't do it or my dad didn't do it, I've never really had to ask, mm-hmm. you know, like whether or not I'm in a relationship or not. Right. And, you know, ask this man, oh, okay, well, like do this or whatever, whatever. And so now I'm like, oh, no, I need someone that I know I can count on, whether or not it's going to get my tires yeah. or making sure my oil is changed or whatever else. That's something that I absolutely need in a relationship is to feel like I can count on you, to feel like that you are that person. And not necessarily saying like, oh, you're supposed to be this, you know, replace something or right, whatever. Right. But a, a female, a woman, in, I mean, when you really look at it, they actually do end up with someone who reminds them of their father. So Unintentionally. You know, unintentionally. <laughs> um, so definitely those are a few things. I mean, yeah. if you definitely looked into it, it's not necessarily like, not talking about standards, but when you are just speaking about things that you want in a person right. or things um, that you would expect in a relationship or things you just want or like or, you know, attract. For sure. Um, those are definitely some things to feel desired, appreciated, to feel like I can count on you, um, to feel supported and yeah. to feel like you're beautiful, right? Like you never. Yes. And that goes along with feeling, I guess, desire, whether yeah. or not, you know, it's sexually or not. You want someone who makes you feel beautiful. And that can still be like a platonic thing. Like Absolutely. I feel like black women are the queen of compliments. Like we are. That is, you know, I was telling somebody. I see that, you edges. I was telling somebody that recently, <laughs> uh, and it was actually one of my white friends. She had sent me this video of like this male lady um cheering on this white kid shooting oh yeah i saw that and it's like she was she texted me back and was like yo black women hype you up more than anybody and i'm like girl that's so true unfortunately y'all society makes us bitter mean angry but we're not whatever but we are the most joyous people <laughs> what did i say to you when you came in here i caught a side view of this brown I was, okay honey you did we compliment in different ways like <laughs> if you come in and you you know you look good we okay sis i like i see you show or, or the infants where you going i see you that's shoulders. the best compliment where you going <laughs> okay girl i see you so yeah just just to feel um feel beautiful and yeah. so those are just a few things um no matter what the relationship is that i would absolutely say that you need to have. That's yeah. dope. And I think I think you uh, touching on your grandfather and your in that relationship and you know how you know him being someone that you can rely on. That definitely got me to thinking as far as like you know that's something that for sure you need in a relationship. Like if whether whether she's mine or your friendship. Like I feel like I know for a fact if I say hey key, I need you to go pick up this. Like. Granted, I, that's probably majority of my requests is for Kiara to physically go somewhere and do <laughs> something for me. And like, it don't be no, it might be a huff puff on, on her side of the phone, but I don't get no eye roll. I don't get no huff and no puff. It's like, cool, since I got it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I know for a fact, I think I told Kiara in like a private conversation, like she's, she's one of the people that I know in my life, whether it's something that I need or something that she says about herself, that if she says it, she's going to do it. She's going to get it done. So I feel like just as much you, you want that, 
in a romantic relationship, you also would want that in like a platonic one because mm-hmm. you want to have solid people around you. Like, yeah, yeah. People to do what they say they're going to do. That's for sure. And at this age, I will honestly say like the friends that I have are nothing but solid. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so whether or not male or female, whatever that friendship is, is nothing but solid. The people that are surrounding me and I, I encourage other people that are listening for this too. If you have people that you communicate with on the daily or, you know, that you just have some type of relationship with, make sure they solid. Right. They can come through for you in times when you can't come through for yourself. So facts. Yeah. That's a big old Phoebe fat guys. All right. So another question that I had that kind of got my wheels to turn in, uh, like, so like when you think of like re- relationships again, whether platonic or uh, romantic and, and the responsibility of those, one of the things that kind of comes up um, for me is like intimacy. Mm-hmm. So I think people automatically, when they hear intimacy, they automatically assume sex. Like int- intimacy is not always linked to sex. It's, it, it can come in a form of trust. Like, you know what? I can trust you to do this or I can trust you for me to say this to you and it stay between you and I Mm -hmm. or acceptance like you know to have people around you in your corner who take you for face value who take you where you are understand where you're going and want to support you to get there like another thing like people may not always associate with intimacy is going to be communication Right. Like to be able to say what it is that you need from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a, a in a romantic relationship and you feel like there is an area, let's say, let's say if you feel like, you know what, I feel like, I feel like I want us to talk more. I feel like I don't know anything about you anymore. I feel like it's your responsibility if you're in that relationship to, to find the time. To communicate, to, to to give more of yourself to that person. And that, that to me, is a form of intimacy. It absolutely is. I can see how that goes hand in hand. Um, but with something before I say that, <laughs> I just thought about this. <laughs> so I went on this date once, right? Like I, I'm like, dang, it's always me. Like, I went on this date. You be out here, friend. You know, I'm trying. I'm Thank you. you know you should try as you in the city get to know get to know people. Yeah. But well, anyway, you this guy once <laughs> this guy once was like, and I didn't even realize it, but he was like, I didn't told you a lot about me. Like you, <laughs> you ain't told me nothing. And I'm like, dang, I thought I did. I thought I, I thought I was, but in that moment, I was like, oh, okay. I instantly started telling him something, right? And then later, I remember he was like, nobody's ever did that before. Like, and mm-hmm. I was confused. He was like, as far as like, I asked you, and you immediately like. You know, I thought maybe you had walls up or whatever. And when I was really just listening to him, it's not a problem for me to be vulnerable or right. to tell people something. But I guess in the past, he's had issues with people just like still having that walls up or, or him having to like constantly try to break them down cool. and find out. Some out. So when he told me that he wasn't like expecting for me to be like, oh, okay, well, here's he, here's this. Because I yeah. honestly was just listening, right? Like, <laughs> let me be quiet. No, I'm present. <laughs> I'm present. And so that was interesting to me, but... You know, it definitely goes hand in hand with being intimate in a relationship is communication. Right. And like you said, acceptance. Um, so sometimes, you know, whether or not friendships, family, relationships, um, your most embarrassing secrets or your deepest fears oftentimes are shared between those people. So I would also say like honesty. Right. That, that definitely goes with the communication uh, safety. Because right. if you're telling someone something or you're being vulnerable to them and open, you want to feel safe. Especially right. if it's something you're not no- that's not in your norm. And then too, like you don't want to... 
to share something that's vulnerable or that's embarrassing for you and then that person turn around and use it against you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you want to feel like there's a safe space. Right. It's not going anywhere. Right. 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 So yeah. And the compassion behind that, um, that comes with it and also the affection. So that's something, Whew. you know, I mean, I, I I'm working guys. I'm working, you know, acknowledged it and you yeah. can definitely say this is a theme that you need to work on. So yeah. I would honestly say it starts there, right? That's a part of the acceptance of it. It's True. just being able to say, this is something that I need to work on. Um, it is affection. I would say with me, as far as affection, I, I definitely show affection uh, when speaking about like romantic relationships. I definitely uh, show affection, um, but not just like, oh, <laughs> met you today. <laughs> this is what it, I'm not going right. to bombard somebody or, you know, take over their personal space when I first meet them. But I honestly think that is necessary. I think obviously if you recognize it, that's something great, right? Um in 2020, you don't know who people are attracted to, right? Right. But when speaking about, like, <laughs> myself being attracted to men, um, uh, and the men that I've dated in the past or have gone on a date somehow end up being mama's boys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily, like, attached to their mama's hips, but just, like, how they love their mamas. You can mamas. see the similarity. Like, yeah, when you, they love their mamas. And so, like, even with that, I'm like, okay, me being a nurturing person kind of goes hand in hand, not... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't really yeah. know how to explain that. It's the character. It work, yeah, sure. it definitely works because it's like those type of men want affection anyway. Right. So I think it's definitely also the energy that you give off. You're going to kind of receive that right. from whoever it is that you're around. So, you know, whether or not it's your friends or a relationship, if you're given that, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get it back in return. So yeah. I would definitely say Speak all of those a word. Things. <laughs> Come on. All of those things are a part of being intimate in a relationship, no matter what. Thinking ass over is. here, honey. You know, thinking ass hipster. Oh right, I see it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so like, so also what I was thinking too when it comes to intimacy, of course, I automatically think vulnerability. Mm. Like, what are you willing to like break down a couple layers of the wall and say, you know what? Here's this part about me. I struggle with it. What we gonna do? So I feel like for me personally, being vulnerable, being vulnerable is something as simple as me just talking about myself. Like I don't have, I, I struggle, believe it or not guys, even though we are on the podcast and we talk, I struggle <laughs> with talking about myself a lot. You know, so I think being vulnerable enough to, you know, to realize, girl, you're human like everybody else. Right. You got shit like everybody else. Someone else can relate to it. So I think, honestly, y'all, between Monica my therapist and y'all this is here has been real therapeutic guys i get on here i <laughs> tell good. y'all stuff there have been a couple episodes where even kids like girl i can't believe you even shared that piece of yourself you know so I, I think that being vulnerable opens you up to a different version of yourself like it gives you a chance to really see what it is that's an area of opportunity for you mm-hmm. and it really shows you kind of what you're strong in i know i'm a quality listener right majority of my friends call and they talk and i <laughs> i listen you know, I, I can agree. You know, I can vouch for that. And I, I can tell that there have been times where I feel like I'm getting lost in the shuffle of the conversation. Uh-huh. And it's not that I'm a, I'm an uninteresting person. It's just that I, I, by default, I just listen. I don't normally talk about myself. Mm-hmm. So being vulnerable enough to share different pieces and information about myself is something to work on. So, I, you know, it made me curious to know, I'm sure there are people like that, but it just like, 
in in this particular space that we're in with being black millennials and you know kind of adjusting and doing things differently than our parents did kind of made you want to like what what do you what was something that maybe you would consider being vulnerable or have you ever struggled with vulnerability I would in the I would probably say I'm not vulnerable, right? And then when I look at it, I'm like, nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely a vulnerable person. Um, I'm pretty open as much I'm a private person, mm-hmm. but I don't mind talking or speaking or like telling I think so like say in like friendships if we're in around if we're around a group of friends, right, and everybody has a difference of opinion you might hear me be able to agree with almost everything that somebody else is like different people are saying. And it's not necessarily that, that I'm like, Oh, just agreeing with what they're saying, but I can kind of get it from their point of view. Like, I feel like I'm able to step into other people's perspectives. Um, I also feel like I'm able to do that just because say you've never really, you know, you're not used to talking about yourself. I think in a way I am, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been able to, uh, growing up, be comfortable with with speaking about certain things, or you know, um, not feeling shamed or whatever else about things that I'm talking about, or also mm-hmm. being able to tap into. I feel like I'm able to tap into sometimes what other people um, say or need in that moment, mm-hmm. and, and are able to like just. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> you right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. So with me knowing that about myself, I never put the word vulnerable to that when that's absolutely vulnerable with not being afraid to say certain things. Right. Because I don't realize some people are afraid to say those things. Right. And so that goes in relationships too. Like I, I absolutely am a vulnerable person. I don't mind speaking up for myself or somebody else right, like right. and i understand that vulnerability oftentimes um exposes you right um in in like personal manners right like you can potentially lead to like feelings of shame that we were saying yeah or you can be embarrassed or if you self-criticize yourself a lot or you're uncomfortable about mm-hmm. certain emotions um those things come with vulnerability but i also feel like it goes hand in hand in 2020 it goes hand in hand with also being your authentic self fact you have to realize like what is it that you feel why do you feel this way and that is okay to like really speak up on those things because there's so many other people that are also feeling that way right like you can allow your voice to really speak for you and somebody else so yeah I'm a vulnerable person. <laughs> like I, I mean, can't even say I'm not. I think but... a way for me to like visualize vulnerability is literally just like shedding a layer of skin. Like mm. it's something that's got to come off in order for you to get to the better layer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you do a chemical peel, right? The Ooh, dead, I love those. The dead skin is gonna come off, and at the end of that, you're gonna have a good old little glow mm-hmm. popping out here in these good old streets. That's true because like when you peel off those layers, uh, that emotional openness and that yeah. vulnerability. It improves your connections with people, Facts. whether or not it's friendship, Facts. family, relationships, whatever it is. It improves those relationships. It lets it lets you to truly be intimate, right, with that person, and it also lets you, in my opinion, it allows you to really see them as people, right, right, because then they see you being open and they can feel comfortable enough, yeah. with opening up. Also, that's just in my opinion, like. Yeah. That's just who I am, so I never realized that what well, that's what was happening. Right, right. But I think that's absolutely what happened. And then too, I think like life experiences, of course, has an influence on every area of your life. So of course, with vulnerability, it's gonna have an influence there. Like I mean, similar to you, like I had a strong presence of my grandfather, you know, and I had you know have a relationship with my 
father is right. not the most solid one. Yeah. You know, again, quite an on and off one, but it was more so a when you've experienced a situation to where you're constantly in a giving stage mm. and you don't feel it's being reciprocated, mo- majority of people are going to shut down. Right. And if you stay in shutdown for so long, it's going to start to seep into other areas of your life. So you're going to have to have enough self-love, self-evaluation of yourself to go, you know what? Okay, so this is an area where it's the repeating issue for multi- with multiple people. Mm-hmm. And not just romantically. It could be platonically. It could be with your family. It could be if you're trying to get a, a stronger spiritual life, but you keep falling short in certain areas. So... I think it comes, you know, with self-awareness. Like, you got to be aware of things that have happened in the past and think of where you're trying to go and and understand that maybe the way you're handling it isn't going to get you there and you're going to have to be a little vulnerable. Right. Right. So I think it's good for you, honestly. I mean, (laughs) I do. It's it's really nothing wrong with it. Like, you want... But I'm a thug, you know? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm a a little sensitive, but I always keep it G. That's what I'll say. Uh, But it's something that you absolutely have to ease into no matter what the relationship is. Intimacy is very important. Um, Affection is very important. Now, now don't y'all get confused. Now, I'll rub a nigga back. Don't act like I ain't out here just giving nothing. I'm just saying I know that I could do do better or I could, not better, I could be doing more or I could do it a different way is my point of this conversation. So, like, do guys try to be intimate, I mean, or affectionate with you? How do you handle that? You know, so I'm very particular about my space. Uh. So typically, if there's someone who's trying to be affectionate with me, I've allowed you into a certain area now. Uh, and honestly, it just depends on how much I like you to be 100% real with you. Like, you know, we could be mad, cool. We can hang out a lot. We can kick it a lot. You're a really cool individual. But if I'm not, if we're, if we're speaking from a romantic standpoint, right. if I don't get like a, a, a warm, fuzzy butterfly feeling, you could probably like try to rub my thigh and I'd be like, Ugh. But they might not either because but you're usually, not affectionate. This is true, but I th- there have been times. Okay. Where, you know, I maybe spending time with a guy and, you know, like, oh, you're touching my thigh. You like me. Ugh. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, you you like me like, and oh that's just gosh. that's just if it's not like a mutual feeling. But of right. course, if it's someone that I'm also into, you know, I've been known to rub a couple of bats, <laughs> rub a nigga head. You know, oh I hold your hand by five, ten seconds. We good. Yo, that's definitely a thing I read with uh with women who are not affectionate. It's like. You thinking about holding hands? Throw that out of the window. Yes. Oh. Like, so when you think about it, so affection and vulnerability absolutely goes hand, hand in hand. hand. So, I mean, at least you've recognized and that. And I can only do one thing at a time, guys. You know, you'll get to it. You but know, if I, I'm abs- going to be vulnerable, we'll get to the other part later. If you don't get this warm, <laughs> fuzzy feeling, it's probably because they're like, well, dang, do she even like me too? Like, no, I mean, from them, I can tell. Yeah. Super into me. I'm like, oh, well, look at that. you know so i mean that goes guys again it goes along with self-evaluation and holding yourself accountable you gotta be honest with yourself and these people you know what i don't like it (laughs) it also goes (laughs) along with knowing like obviously when you just said that like oh he's touching my leg obviously physical touch isn't one of your love love languages it's not right so when that makes me think about love languages and y'all i'm not sure if you're familiar with um love languages 
but there we have five different love languages and you guys um so i i recently well no this is about two years ago i ran across the book mm-hmm. um the five love languages and i honestly sorry i forgot who is by oh gary chapman mm-hmm. uh, gary chapman is the author of this book and he talks about uh the five different love languages which i think are super interesting right and so five there are five um you have words of affirmation gifts acts of service quality time and physical touch i know what mine are (laughs) so everybody (laughs) uh every person out of the five um each of you or each of us has like primary love languages like the top two right Right. um which speaks more deeply about how you love other people and that's no matter what the relationship is so like discovering the other person's love language and speaking it regularly to them is the best way to like keep the relationship alive and i can honestly agree with it and see it right when you look at what those love languages are so like with words of affirmation um using the words like to build up other people so saying thanks for taking the garbage out not it's about time you took the garbage out you know what i'm saying so like when i read this book the guy was saying that he cleaned he did the laundry and cleaned out his girlfriend's car and he couldn't understand why she why she did not appreciate the love that he was given when really that wasn't gifts acts of service was not her love language right. she would have appreciated more him telling her that she was beautiful mm-hmm. because hers are words of affirmation right so you know just knowing what your partner's love language are so words of affirmation then you have gifts a gift says you know he was thinking about me or look what he got me you know what i'm saying so right. cooking a meal or doing something special for your person your other person your significant other is acts of service um or gifts i'm sorry um acts of service like we said is you know doing the laundry or right washing the car or doing whatever um and then there's quality time this is like one of my top two love languages and quality time i mean it's in the name right. it is, <laughs> it's definitely in the name so giving your spouse like your undivided attention um whether or not you know it's a walk or sitting on the couch or the tv off whatever um that's quality time right then you have physical touch, which is which is the last one, which is not your love language. It's not obviously mine. Ash. <laughs> so that's holding hands, hugging, kissing, whatever mm-hmm. um, expressions of love. So obviously, I think it's it's necessary to understand if you're dating somebody or if you're talking to this guy. And obviously, his love language is quality or is physical touch. We ain't gonna work. And yours isn't. We ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Like, so the idea behind love languages, y'all, is like people give love the same way that they receive it. Right. And you can't help the way that someone else interprets or receives love, right? Um, That's just like coming to telling your kid you love them but never going to their games when right. they might want you want to you there. be there right, instead right, right. of hearing that you, they might not know, you know what I'm saying? So being able to understand that I think it's also uh, is necessary when thinking about intimacy in a relationship. I agree. I mean, so you guys, you know, if you know that you don't want to buy touchy, then maybe uh, <laughs> he ain't going to work. I can tell you that mine is acts of service and quality time. Mine is physical touch and quality time. That for makes sure. sense for you for sure. For sure. You know, well guys, I hope y'all enjoyed it. You know, it was something that came to my mind. It was something different for me. Slightly therapeutic, you know, self-evaluating for sure. 
Um, so I hope, you know, this jogs something in y'all, you know, granted Valentine's Day is a man-made holiday. However, it's still on the calendar, guys. <laughs> um, so, you know, if maybe, if there's a little situation going on with, with you and the boo, figure out, communicate. Communicate. It could be something, you know, maybe that you're lacking or that they're lacking. Y'all know, figure it out. If there's a friendship that, you know, y'all ain't clicking like you used to click, figure it out, guys. It, it either, it, it can either be repaired or replaced. One or the other. But uh, that's what we got for this week, guys. We'll be back next week with something else different and fresh. And uh, we'll holla. Bye. Thank you for being a friend. You're a holla the confidant.